Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with comic Eric Branstein. Eric Branstein, how the hell are you? I'm doing great. Um, this is exciting. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming on. You're a big-time yeah. stand-up and a big-time big, big time podcaster with Tom McCaffrey, former guest. Oh, yeah. He was on the show, too? Oh, sure. Yeah, he's a funny motherfucker, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and so you guys are last exit to Brooklyn, and you guys mm-hmm. just recently, I think, recently got picked up by a big old company, Storic Media. Right. Um, so, yeah, we're part of a podcast network now that uh, – Includes a few other big podcasts too, one with Melissa Rivers and I think uh, one now with uh, the guy who played Pussy on um, Sopranos. He's got one on wow. that network too. So it's, it's, it's growing. It's a good network. Good. And so it's kind of, a, has it uh, increased your listenership? I imagine it did. Uh, yes, definitely. Definitely. And so what are you guys talking about on there? You do, it's just riffing on whatever comes up or are you having a lot of funny guests? And is there a, any cross-pollinization between you and, you, you know, does Pussy from Sopranos come on the, the show? Well, his, his, his thing just started, uh, but what do we talk about? We talk about um, you, actually. We talk about you a lot. It's really, it's weird. I don't even know you, and it just comes up every, every episode. This um, Brian Coppin guy. Yeah, I know. Like, Tom yeah. McCaffrey will occasionally go hard at Trump. Are you guys talking about, like, current events and politics and shit, or just being Yeah, funny? I mean, we don't try to make it all about that, because, you yeah. know, it kind of becomes like a broken record, but yep. you can't help it, because we both kind of hate Trump, so yeah. it just comes out, you know, just like, you know, the news <laughs> this week, you know, with RBG dying, you know, you just... You, you try not to, you try to be reserved, but then on Twitter, you kind of explode. You can't help it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that... um We'll see what happens that, you know, some people are saying, of course, he will nominate somebody to kind of deliver to his base. But other people are thinking, hey, man, he, he actually needs to get reelected again so he could find a way to uh, to blow it up so that they have to reelect him to nominate another right winger. Oh, I see. That's an interesting theory. Uh, yeah, what do you think? You think they're just going to rush and, 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 and nominate a 15 year old Nazi? i think i think they're gonna put a name out like this week and it probably they'll probably maybe do the vote maybe after the election because it's it's kind of i don't think there's a lot of time and they might use that as a way for people to vote for trump uh i think like what you were just saying like a lame duck thing that you think the vote will happen during the lame duck session i think so and i think then the less the senators will have less uh to risk some of the senators who are in danger you know if they lose they lose if they win they win but it'll i feel like it's going to happen after the election but, wow and then and then in response yeah in response are they going to pack the court you know somebody like i think somebody made the point in an article or something like that where you know i think a couple of republican presidents might have lost the popular vote or at least trump and yeah, of course trump. this yeah the senate represents a minority of people <laughs> um and so they're saying it's kind of a three three justices for trump would be not really democratically appointed and so that would be a justification to pack the court or end the filibuster Oh yeah, and then Bush, uh, he appointed two. Yeah, he, did he lose? Did he lose a popular vote? First time around, he did. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like it, the Supreme Court's a joke, and I, I think that they should just pack it. And you know what? If they throw on a couple, 
and then all of a sudden a Republican wins the presidency and they throw in a couple, just keep packing it, make it like 80 fucking justices. Who cares? <laughs> Can I say that F word, by the way? I'm not sure. Oh, please do. Yeah, please do. Are okay. you guys swearing, swearing on your program or no? And has that changed when you got added to historic uh, podcast network? No, no, there's more. There's more swearing. <laughs> we have we like got swearing Pussy policy. and Melissa Rivers on here. We're going to swear like crazy. <laughs> and so like, you know, are you guys talking about like packing the court? And is that, you know, is that something that, you know, it sounds like they did it during the new deal because they feared that his new deal wouldn't go through, like meaning mm-hmm. it would be tweaked something terrible. You know, they can really just tweak existing laws or whatever. And so, I mean, but but they said that you know uh, Roosevelt did it or whoever, and they mm-hmm. said that that kind of fucked shit up. That actually burned a few bridges that they needed to get some shit through the Senate. You know, it was almost, you know, certain Republicans or moderate Democrats or whomever were less likely to vote for it because of the packed court. And so, I mean, I guess if there was a time to do it to kind of institute all these changes, it would be during a pandemic. It would be during right. ra- racial injustice. Like, do you think now is just, just such historic time that packing the court would make sense like it did, did back then? Well, g- getting back to that, because a lot of people always say that FDR, when he packed the court, that was a bad move, you know, and it was not politically a smart move, but it actually was. Okay. Because what was happening was, is that the Supreme Court kept voting down all his New Deal policies. Oh, yeah. And they were ready to uh, vote down Social Security. They were about to do it. <laughs> So what that did was he added, he, the threat actually made the Supreme Court act more responsibly. Okay. And that's what I feel like right now would happen. If Biden gets in, he, the threat enough might trigger a little bit the Supreme Court to act more responsibly because they kind of, especially Justice Roberts, he cares about his legitimacy. Yeah. So. Yeah. He actually gives a shit about the institutional integrity of the thing, which is kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. But um. And I guess they're talking about it in terms of threat. Maybe Biden could uh, could threaten it now, being like, "Okay, if you actually do vote somebody in right now, I'm going to pack the court, so don't." And then Trump is then incentivized to totally wait, and then Biden wins mm-hmm. and he doesn't pack the court. But I guess the other thing is, um, I had a total fucking point about this bullshit, and I totally forgot <laughs> it. But yeah, we probably can use it as an opportunity too. Maybe it'll come back to me later. It totally did not. And yeah, so let's talk about the comedy thing because yeah, another yeah. one of our topics is your big time comic. Where have you been plying your trade outdoors these days? Um, well, let's see. The other day I did a show in, in, a, in a porta potty. Um, <laughs> the, no, the different different places now. Outside on a lawn in a tree house. You know, <laughs> I, I'm booked. I'm booked in a volcano next week. So that's hopefully. <laughs> That'll go well. Dude, don't bother, uh, no. dude. Yeah. yeah. Are you a, you're a comic? Oh, no, not at all. So I just have all these comics on here, and you guys are fucking hilarious. I, I have the time. I'm, I'm like a pig in shit. I have, <laughs> I, have, I have 15 fifteen comedians every other week, and I'm just laughing my ass off. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you're about as much as a comedian as I am right now, because uh, <laughs> basically it's very hard to get. I mean, you, you can por- perform a little bit. I, this week is actually kind of busy for me. I have four shows, which is, oh, cool. is shocking, you know. Um, <laughs> And are you t- tiny cupboard yet? Or are you Bel Air Diner? Have you gotten those choice gigs or not yet? Uh, yeah, I'm doing actually the Bel Air Diner tonight. I'm big gig, that. big gig, yeah. man. Big, like I talked to some people and they're like, I can't get that. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. what, you, think I'm a, you think I'm an Eric Branstein? Who the fuck you think I'm? You think I'm Tom, Tom McCaffrey? I can't get that fucking show. It's, what, is, what is that? Is that just a fucking, um, that's in their parking lot or whatever? Yeah, it's a parking lot of a diner. So I think they were able to kind of, because a lot of places aren't allowed to have shows, but I think they were allowed to do it, uh, which, you know, I'm not sure how, but yeah. it's, um, but basically uh, in the tiny, tiny cupboard, I've done that. I actually did that last night. Um, and that one is another one where they kind of let 
let the the show happen but there's a lot yeah. of places where they don't you know and so what's it like performing on the rooftop with the best view in the history of time <laughs> have you been up there no i've seen i mean every, you're not a comic unless you've done tiny cupboards so i've seen every you know tons of my former guests are on there with their own show or or just fucking you know mm-hmm. being on somebody else's show and it's just the best view and the coolest setting too with all the graffiti and shit yeah it's it's an amazing view and uh i actually i performed there last night and there's there's trains that go by, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I actually, during my set, I stopped, but people told me, oh, like, you, you, you don't have to stop because the audience can still hear you. It's just, you can't hear yourself at that point. Do you have amplification? Uh, they have a mic, don't they? They do, they do. It's just very loud, but it doesn't yeah. actually affect the show. It's just in your mind, it does. So. <laughs> it's like, this is something that I have to address because I'm, right. a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a comic, I'm present. If somebody drops a glass, I need to mention it. Yeah. I mean, I've done some indoor shows and there weren't a lot of subway trains that went by um, indoors. Uh, happened a couple of times, but that was a weird show anyway. And so, yeah, so you're kind of getting used to I mean, it sucks that, that that would be something to get used to. Just talk through the fucking train. It's like, are you serious? Do I really have to get used to this shit? And have you done any, have you done any park shows? Because some of those look cool. Yeah, they're all cool. I mean, the, the tiny cupboard is really cool. Uh, the yeah. park shows are cool. It's just, again, there's some outside noise. You know, there's a... I don't know if you ever heard this uh, phrase, the check spot. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah, yeah, where they drop the check. And so now, yeah, right. I saw somebody make the joke as a train spot or some shit. There's a train spot. There's an yeah. ice cream man spot. There's <laughs> spot you know? So there's a lot of that, um, you know, dog barking spot. But uh, and where you do, I, did you do? I think I had Lana Siebel on earlier today, and a lot of my guests were also on this this what Connecticut Comedy Festival. Were you on mm-hmm. that? And what kind of festival stuff are you doing outside? Uh, nothing much. I've been up there though. I've been up to, uh, uh, one of those shows, um, at the Connecticut. That's a, it's a cool setup. They have it at an outdoor setup. It's really nice. Is that where they have the fucking stage and you kind of have, have, have an awning above you or some shit? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I think uh, I've seen Burbiglia and millennial do that. It's just fucking precious to see all, all the Eric Branstein's of the world fucking ply, <laughs> ply their trade under an awning. You know, that's, that's actually pretty good. That's a, that's yeah. a pretty good gig if you can get it. It's a good gig. Yeah. I mean, but before the pandemic, like if you were ever booked on an outdoor show, you would be like, oh, fuck, because it's, yeah. it's, it's harder. It's just harder. Yeah. But now it's like this is the best thing you can get. So you got to go for it. <laughs> and I had Olga name around and she said something like the tent at Governor's was falling on her during her set. So that was funny. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, I mean, these people are getting some sweet gigs, but fuck at what at what cost? You know, I think uh, E-Man Morgan got hassled by the cops at one of his park shows. And I think a city councilman or a city council candidate apologized on Twitter. I was like, man, I can't believe city council candidates are trying to make hay out of the <laughs> fact that, you know, why don't you elect me and I won't rouse, rouse the fucking comedians out of the park. who are just trying to do a good thing. And yeah, are, it's good. yeah. Are you, are you playing some of the same shows as Tom McCaffrey and kind of, did you guys come up together or how'd you guys team up when it came to, you know, this is the guy I want to, you know, apply my podcast trade with, with last exit to Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, you know, I've known him for years and he was uh, doing the podcast for years, but uh, then I, I kind of jumped in as the co-host because I think right. with a lot of these podcasts, it's good to have a co-host, you know. And to so jump on, on to, to jump on the existing podcast, that's pretty sweet too. He was he was rocking and rolling for a couple of years, and he's like, and Eric Brandstein just drops on the yeah, just, I just jumps on the him. train. <laughs> <laughs> and how'd you do that? Just because you're just you're, you're a big motherfucker, or because you guys were were close, kind of close comedy uh, compadres as far as taste and things you like to riff on? 
I blackmailed him. So, <laughs> so. I, yeah, I want to know. Yeah. Like, there's got to be some fucking footage of fucking Tom McCaffrey with all his. He's always taking <laughs> pictures of himself with dyed hair, thirst trapping, <laughs> and fucking rapping. There's got to be some sort of fucking rap out there with his name all over it. Yeah, there's some, you know, uh, there's some yeah interesting pictures I have on him. So it's it's uh, collateral, as I call it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that that documentary. Um, about Nexium on HBO. Have oh, it's, it, it just came out. Everybody's talking about it. No, I know about Nexium, and it's I'm getting a lot of the comics talking about. It. Did it just come out? Yeah, it just came out. It's very interesting. But uh, one of the things they do to like blackmail uh, the people who get into the cult is like they say when you join, they're like, "Oh, you have to send us some really dirty pictures yeah. or some embarrassing stuff." Yeah. So we, so we, you can prove your loyalty, and yeah. then they were like, "Who would do that?" But it's apparently like lots of people did it. And you did, you did it with Tom. I did it with Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I just said, give me some collateral. And then that was it. Yeah. I think Sarah Tolomai said something like, yeah, man, that Nexium thing is pretty, it actually seemed like a pretty cool thing other than having to blow the blow Steve or whoever the cult <laughs> is that guy in jail or what? Yeah, actually. But the thing is it's all these cults. It was actually like not so bad when it started. And then like every cult, it always goes South, you know, yeah. it, 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 it looked like a Tony Robbins thing at first. And then it turned into, you know, it's always sex after that, you know, <laughs> right. When the cult leader finds out that he has all this power and he can basically fuck anybody in the cult. Yes. They usually do. You know? Oh yeah, sure. And, and, <laughs> yeah. That's the big question. Like if Eric Branstein has a cult, which of course he's going to, what yeah. would be his kind of, you know, what would be the organizing principle? Who would you recruit? And I imagine they'd all get fucked in the end. Right. Or would you try to be different somehow? Like, uh, I, I don't really want to. Yeah, I don't really want to fuck with people. I just want to podcast <laughs> with people or some shit. You can't. Yeah, you can't be on this unless you're on my podcast. <laughs> uh, I would never be in a cult or run a cult. Uh, okay. Definitely not because I'm very disorganized. And I think that Tom <laughs> McCaffrey would have to run the fucking thing. Right? Yeah, I just wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't follow up with people. I wouldn't. You know. You know how they tell you to clean clean the out of the bunks. Do they have bunks? Yeah. Is that a thing? I don't. Oh, know. sure, sure. Yeah. Clean clean the Nike shoes before you. Yeah, <laughs> <you> grab onto <laughs> the comedy. <laughs> There's like a lot of rules you got to put them together, and yeah, I mean, I've run comedy shows before. That's hard enough. I'm not running a cult, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of those people, like I think it's Samantha Bedner, as I was talking about a weekly fucking show. Like she had a weekly show for years, and I think she was saying it to Cambry Cruz at the time, who of course books like crazy. You know, she books tons of shows, or at least mm -hmm. is responsible for thousands of hours of entertainment. It's like I think Samantha says something. It was the best day of her life when she figured out that thing was fucking done, because it's like how much work is a weekly fucking show my lord and so when you booked shows back in the day were they monthly or like weekly yeah no i mean i was actually running one up until the pandemic hit uh, i was co-running it uh it was on uh but it was pretty easy to run it was on 48th street it's a place called the gaff and we, okay. we had a good we had a good show there going on for years and uh after a while it's kind of easy because you have like this core core audience that shows up so you don't have to really do any promotion or anything and, like that and you had kind of regular comics who would be on yeah, well, uh, we would so you would always get one spot for yourself, and then you'd be you know we'd put other comics on there that we liked, and uh, it was a good show. And hopefully, one day it'll happen again. And who'd, you co who'd you co who'd you who'd you co-host with? Uh, this guy Matt Azark and this other guy Jeff Cerulli, but they're okay. both funny comics. Yeah, 
Oh, cool. And so are they, do you see them on the fucking outdoor circuit or not? Like, yeah. How do you guys, what's the kind of reaction that you get when you see these people in the wild? I think Dustin Chafin just went to that Rosebud Baker wedding and he said something mm-hmm. like, or, or I think he was referring to that. And he said something like, it was so nice to see these fucking comics and they were all pretty humble. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, he goes like, I had the most interesting conversations I've ever had with these people because everybody was relatively humble at the time. Like, what are you noticing when you're seeing these people in the wild? Are you just looking at each other? Like, what the fuck are we doing? Well, what I'm mostly surprised about is everyone's wearing masks, right? Yeah. And everyone recognizes me and I don't recognize anybody. <laughs> I, like, I how the fuck am I supposed to recognize you people? Yeah. I know, but I don't understand. Like I must have like a very distinctive forehead because <laughs> I, I mean, people be like, Hey, what's up? How's it been? I'm like, uh, hello. Like, I, I can't help it. Your face is covered. Is that insulting? <laughs> Yeah, I gotta I gotta look to see the forehead if you got the <laughs> recognizable forehead or not. I don't know. Maybe it's the height. I don't really know. But uh, I can't recognize. I I don't know. I can't recognize anybody with a mask on. Like unless I've been with them for at least five or ten minutes, and then I'll get some idea. But and so you're just like, hey man, how you doing? <laughs> I'll figure it out eventually. Like that's why you're in comedy, man. For these moments, like you can think on your feet. Right? Yeah, some people actually like they're wearing a hat, sunglasses, and a mask. You know. It, it, <laughs> Right, it kind of looks like when you know when the Invisible Man like would put on clothes, you know. Yeah, you're like, how the fuck do you expect me to recognize you back? <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, and it's you know, I don't know. You got to wear your mask though. Are you wearing your mask? Dude, yeah, I fucking have this T-shirt that yeah. The minute it became legal, what illegal to go outside without a mask, I actually cut up a T-shirt, and I have mm-hmm. the coolest mask known to man. Now I've gotten compliments on this fucking mask. Nice. And it's just yeah, but but it flies up. Like I got the <laughs> I got the upskirt going on with my mask. <laughs> And so, like, I'm crossing the street, and there's this crosswind, and of course, that's the time when it will fucking fly up, and it's just, it's fucking dangerous, so. But otherwise, it looks cool. I'm like a Darth Vader motherfucker. I, I think Dustin Chafin had a George Carlin mask. What, George Carlin mask, what are you rocking? Uh, I wear a black mask. Yes. Uh, I, I don't really, I'm not stylish with my mask, you know. We need because a last I, exit to Brooklyn mask. No, I think because I have allergies, so I sneeze uh, in my mask a lot, which okay. is, a, a, you ever sneeze in your mask? I think I have. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's like, you know, you kind of like, did I just give myself COVID? I'm not, you know, that's how, that's how fucked up it is. Um, <laughs> mine I mine just blows up then, like, because I got the upskirt going on, like the minute I sneeze, it will just blow up and I'll be fine. Like, it's it's not trapped oh, in man? there. You got to get the upskirt going, man. It's fucking it's sweeping the nation. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm reusing the same masks. I'm yeah. washing them. I yeah. Know. I don't know. Are you supposed to even wash them? I'm not even know. Yo, they're like, right? you're supposed to wash this shit daily. And I'm like, motherfucker. And then we just <laughs> found out the way the USPS, we're going to send what five reusable masks to every household in America. It's like 650 million masks. I was like, you motherfuckers, I could have had five reusable masks back in <laughs> yeah. April. And it was like, that's when I cut my t-shirt off and I haven't fucking washed it since. Cause you need a second mask. I don't even have a second mask yet. Fuck it. Yeah. You need that backup mask, you know? Um, <laughs> And then I think my masks are shrinking because now they look like panty liners. I'm not even nice. sure. What, but who knows? Sexy. Um, They're going to recognize, they recognize you by your panty liner face. They're like, look at him <laughs> with this fucking panty liner. He's sniffing somebody's thong here. <laughs> but also see, like with people like Batman and stuff like that, they never talked about the backup mask. And so it's like, oh, I, I, it's not point. really real. It's not really real anymore. And even like, 
when Starbucks closed, when all this shit happened, like I was cursing because that's where I get my food. I don't, I have OCD, so I don't use my kitchen. So mm-hmm. I like, I get, get all food my at food Starbucks? at Starbucks. Absolutely. Okay. And even I'm dieting right now and Starbucks is my, my diet actually. How many muffins a day can you eat? Oh, and like I'm only, well, I mean, I could, I could eat all day long, but like yeah. I, I, I pretty much just have a morning meal with their fucking sausage thing and a, a, oh, drink, yeah. a drink and that's my meal for the day. But like I was cursed, like when, when I found out that thing was closed because of COVID, I fucking like I was cursing motherfucking piece of shit. And then it makes you think about it all these apocalyptic things that you've seen like walking dead and you're like that's not real like unless you have a fat podcaster swearing that the starbucks is closed i mean i guess they're they're later in the in the apocalypse thing but man like was there anything that you discovered about like oh shit i didn't know that this would affect me like this well have you been to starbucks lately oh sure yeah yeah, I noticed the last time I was there, uh, they're finally, because they don't want to touch you and stuff like that, they're putting milk in your coffee. Oh. Finally, you know, that was always the knock on them for all the years. Like, you actually had to put the coffee in, uh, the yeah. milk in the coffee. Wow. So, I mean, you know, if anything good came out of this pandemic, right? I mean, <laughs> 200,000 people dead, but I don't have to put in my half and half, so... I think that's that's a good trade off, don't you think? Or no? Yeah, it's not too bad. And like now, they're <laughs> I think now they unveiled the straw, like the the lids. Like now they have new lids for an ice drinks, where the straw that like it's done like you can drink it without a straw now. And so they even have unveiled new lids as a result. But like back in the day, I was so pissed off. But then I saw in Tokyo and some shit they had a Starbucks. They were actually taking people's temperature back in the day. And months ago, I was like. I'd rather it be closed and fucking have somebody take my, my temperature, the forehead temperature. I'm a fat motherfucker. I've been walking here. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to have a temperature. <laughs> right. I like how you had to have say forehead. You know, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they take it, they take it rectally in Tokyo. <laughs> but yeah. So we're going to keep track of all the funny motherfuckers, all the, all the funny shit. It's Eric B comic at Instagram, but it's also Eric Branstein at Twitter. But then there mm. we can see things like, um, I, I see historicmedia.com slash last exit to Brooklyn. And there we see that you're on Apple and Google and Spotify and Stitcher right. everywhere. The big time podcasts are. Absolutely. Dude, fuck yeah. Eric Branson. Thank you so much. This was great. Thanks so much.